And um, it's much more important to understand that it's not just that you win, it's how you win that matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Voices of Santa Clara. I'm your host, Antonio Magallanes. I am joined with two very special guests today, Maria and Natalie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, really happy that you guys be here, take the time out and um, have this meeting with me. Um, you know, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, can you guys just give a quick background of who you are and then maybe a little bit about your position at LSU? Yeah, definitely. So I'm Maria. I am currently a junior at Santa Clara. I'm a child studies and ethnic studies double major. Um, I identify myself as a Chicana or a Mexican. Um, currently, I have the position of co-chair at LSU, and that has been going pretty good. Yeah, and so for my part, I am Natalie Medina. I'm a bio and public health double major with a Spanish minor. I'm also a second year. And just like my position is co-cultural, and I usually identify myself as Mexicana, and I use she, her, hers pronouns. So I've kind of known you guys already for some time, either whether it be my first year or, you know, this second year. Um... And so I'm kind of just interested to know, like, when did you guys start going to LSU meetings? And, like, how did you get involved starting in, like, executive board positions or in leadership? Yeah, um, I can go ahead and talk about my experience. I got involved straight up my freshman year. Um, I went to the, I think it was a fall involvement fair um, that, like, all the clubs go out and stuff like that. And I was really looking for, um, like, a community or, like, a club that, I could like identify with or like connect with based on like my culture and like similar interests and stuff because I've been having like obviously Santa Clara is a predominantly white institution and that came to me as such a culture shock um so I was really looking for somebody um that I can like connect with and resonate um so LSU was like that club for me so I got involved my freshman year and I started going to like their meetings and stuff like that and I really felt like, that was something that, like, I wanted to continue to do. Um, and I was involved in an after-school club in my high school revolving around social justice um, and just learning about my, like, my Chicana culture. So I really wanted to then extend myself and, like, be a part of, like, Concilio of the, like, LSU's board. Um, so I started off being the MCC representative my sophomore year. Um, and that was so much fun. It, it was a bit of a lot of work we had to do e-board meetings, concilio meetings, and then LSU meetings. But I had so much fun. I felt like it was a good position to start myself in. Um, and then now this year, as a junior, I went ahead and tried out for co-chair. And so far, it's going good. I have my other co-chair, Camila, which is she's such so good. She's such a good co-chair. So I feel like I'm really trying to follow her <laughs> and just see where this leads. For me, so when I started to get involved with LSU, like, in high school, I already knew, um, like, I was already a part for, of LSU for my high school, and, like, I knew going into SCU, like, yeah, it's white, um, predominantly white, and so was my high school, so I already knew, like, right away, like, oh, I'm gonna join some, um, Latino, um, clubs, like, some, something that connects to me, so, yeah, and so I saw LSU, um, at the involvement fair, so I signed up, um, I went to the first meeting, um, 
a couple like yeah the first meetings um it was it was really nice like everyone started like com- like connecting uh, but then I unfortunately had to stop going because I had a class um at that same time so I just couldn't make it uh, but then since we got virtual um yeah I, I started to become more involved and then I was like you know what since like in high school I was already involved with my LSU um so I was like the president and um the event manager and so I'm like you know what I want to get involved with um LSU at Santa Clara so yeah and then I tried out um for the co-cultural position I thankfully I got it it's been a great experience so far everyone's like so nice and we just feel like Concilio feels like a little family even after like LSU like yeah LSU is a whole family but Concilio has like their own small family it's just like really nice and I really enjoy it so yeah yeah that was really great um I really glad you guys mentioned both like being a part of the PWI and then like kind of being culture shocked from you know high school um so it kind of leads me on to my next question like how do you guys, you know, foster that inclusive environment for, you know, the Latinx culture? And what kind of steps does that look like? Yeah, I feel like since, like, my last year when I was a part of board as an MCC rep, that was the year that um, LSU made the change to become LSU, the Latinx Student Union. So my freshman year, there were Mecha Al Frente. Um, and I had heard that name before from, like, my surrounding colleges back in my back home. Um, so I had an, like an idea of what it was about, um, but I had never thought about like that other aspect of the other like Latin American countries and the students that come from them feeling excluded um, because like mecha is a word that's predominantly related to like Mexicans. Um, so I feel like that was a big change that LSU tried to do, starting with the name and their logo and their mission statement to kind of bring that inclusivity into like our general members and stuff like that to help them feel like this is like a safe space not just for Mexicans um but for anyone within like the Latin America um so I feel like that's definitely something that we've tried to do and try to bring that across during our general meetings as well no yeah and like not even only Latinx people like anyone can join you don't have to be Latinx um like if someone wants to learn about a Latinx culture like come on and just join um so it's not specifically um Latinx people anyone can join um anyone's welcome and like yeah feel free to join whenever yeah no I think that's dope um like what you guys both said like building an inclusive environment um, starting with the name, um, making sure everyone feels like it's a cool environment. And then what you said, Natalie, that you don't have to be Latinx to join. You know, if you just want to learn more or be part of that community or learn more of that community, you know, please come to our meetings, right? You know, kind of just changing shifts right now. You know, obviously what happened this summer with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, things, you know, really got hectic, you know, so I'm just kind of curious you know given those multiple protest movements so like you know ideally i think you know how did the club foster you know that idea of being an ally to our black brothers and sisters during you know such a difficult time yeah definitely and i feel like that goes along um with the inclusivity part that we just um like we talked about because like obviously when all of those happened we did i remember sending out like like one or two i think several statements um during and after those protests because obviously those are 
um, there was something really big that happened um, in like our lifetime and stuff like that. So we tried our best to like address them as well. Um, but I feel like we also tried to like deconstruct um, some of like those those systemic issues that are is behind like what brought up those protests. Because um, obviously there's like even yesterday we had our meeting about revolving around like Latinidad and the difference between colorism and like anti-blackness. So really, um, I feel like we try to explain to our members to be there as allies, but not because obviously we are all like people of color, but being um, Latinx and like our own personal struggles is totally different um, than the struggles that like black people go through and like all of these Black Lives Matters protests um, to just be there in solidarity, but don't try to take up their space. Um, I feel like this is something that we really, we really tried to get through our members when these things were happening and not just like our members are concilia as well. So that was really something really important to like be there as allies, but don't be there as somebody who's going to take up space and like go on and off about like, oh, Latinx struggles and stuff like that. Because obviously there's two, there's two different um, races and they each have their own unique struggles. And it's not something that we need to be like competing like, oh, we struggle more, stuff like that. Yeah, like, I totally agree with Maria. Like, that's, um, we try to provide also, like, a safe space for students to, like, just let out their emotions, um, and just, like, be themselves. Like, like, if you want to talk and, like, let out your frustrations, like, go ahead. Like, we're not going to judge you. We're going to be there to listen and to support you. Um, but yeah, just, like, speak your mind and speak who you are and, like, we'll just like try to be there and give you everything that we possibly can um to support each other and so yeah yeah that was really good um i remember going like to one of like the lsu meetings and they hear about like words of like intersectionality um you know the stigmas behind being afro latino you know those were like the first times i think ever like those topics were ever brought up right um and it it was like you know a little shocking for me because it was so much that I didn't know about about like different things pe- people go through, um you know and like the different ways like even Latinos are being separated. So yeah, I think that's really good content that you guys bring to the your club that's you know makes it unique. Yeah, kind of following along about what happened this summer. You know, obviously COVID happened. Um, everything the world changed for everybody around the world. And something that you know was really stayed the same was academia right having to still go to class having to still like get in contact and engage with members so you know I'm kind of just interested in how you know you guys were able to adapt to the virtual setting and how you guys you know kept engagement with the members because you guys specifically are like you know the first concilio that was like pretty much all virtual right like from beginning to end um so you know this is a new challenge that you know no one else has seen so I'm just wondering how you guys tackle that on yeah, um, I feel like we discussed this early on during like the fall quarter. Now seeing that obviously we were gonna be for the most part online for the rest of this of this year, um, so we talked about it in concilio and stuff, and we really try to target, especially during fall quarter, that engagement with the first years, um, because obviously they weren't gonna be getting like this full on college experience, where like like me like I got I got involved with LSU through the fall involvement fair um and they weren't going to be able to like to experience that in person because it's obviously different experience in person versus online uh, so they did offer it online but it w- i feel like it isn't the same 
um, you don't really get to connect through people um, as much through Zoom. Um, so we really try to like focus on like that first year engagement to get them exposed to like not just our clubs but like other clubs as well um, and help them like cultivate like that social aspect. Um, and I feel like that also led us to instead of having like weekly meetings because obviously Zoom fatigue is definitely real. Um, I feel like I feel it every single day, especially this quarter when all you want to do is go to sleep because um, it's so cold outside. But we try to um, take that in mind. So we instead of having weekly, we have biweekly general me- general meetings. Um, so that I feel like also maybe gives a little bit of anticipation or something um, for the members to like be waiting for that. And we really try to make it interactive, have breakout rooms throughout the general meetings um, to kind of get people like engage throughout the meeting and not make it something that like it's just a course or like a class you're going to but make it something fun at the end of the evening yeah sometimes we have meetings that are just talking about a topic and even if we present to them and like um teach them about something um it's still something that we try to interact with others as in have breakout rooms for them to um, answer questions so they can get to know each other um their opinions and then, like, something else that we tried to make it more entertaining and interesting so people can come is familias, obviously. Um, great way uh, for Alicia to just stay connected and just um, stay in their group. And, like, familias, if anyone doesn't know, is, like, just their little group um, in LSU that you stay connected and that you <laughs> try to compete with other familias which is another great thing um so you can like stay entertained uh, by lsu and just like be like oh are we are like is my family that winning like we need to beat them that but like um i don't know i think it's just something that's that's really fun part of lsu and um every time um each meeting is different in some way um, either about a different topic or if we're feeling like you know what this week we ha- we should like relax and just um, get to know each other and play games like we do that too um, just like what kind of vibes we're getting for that week um, like and like obviously yeah we we prepare them so it can be like specifically for that week and like go along with um, what's going on around us and yeah just for um, being virtual, I think we're doing pretty well. Um, not going to lie, um, our members are still here, and like we get new faces each time, actually too. So it's like really nice, and yeah. Yeah, that's really dope to hear the fact that you guys get new people, and like you guys' engagement rate is still up. I know, like for me, like you said, Natalie, the familia was like something that like always kept me going like the points you know how i was like i was like Yo, shout out los frigilitos Frigil- <laughs> um that's my team um i remember doing like a tiktok with my team and that was like a funny experience um mainly because i never did a tiktok before or like it was a tiktok dance i should say um and that that was really that was really fun and i'm still pretty close to like some of the people who were on my team so yeah i really think that's a great idea that you guys you know should continue moving forward with taking a step back from you know like with everything going on um you know either you know maybe this year or, you know your past years uh, as concilio or you know as a member of lsu um you know what has been like the most memorable event so far um i feel like for me i feel like it's not specific to like an event but definitely like something um 
that if I'm always going to cherish is obviously like those familia like we keep talking about this but I feel like familias are what like keep members coming back mm-hmm. um into like the meetings and stuff like that not only does it like provide like a good healthy competition among us um but like I remember like last year I think it was my first time being like a familia and stuff when I was in familia maruchan um and last year that we were in person we had like familia challenges when we had to go like go have a like a dinner or lunch with your familia I remember we went to like some taco place um like in San Jose and stuff like that and that was my first time going there there was like a man selling like Mexican traditional Mexican bread and stuff like that and I feel like we just started bonding over that and I feel like we also had a challenge where each familia got a different um plate from a different Latin American country um so we had to go ahead and like get the food and cook it and stuff like that um, so I remember that really vividly, and I feel like that's one of the best moments that I had at LSU. Um, Natalie was there. She still wasn't fully involved in LSU. Um, but that was so much fun to just, like, have that experience and, like, cook. Um, like, I had never cooked. Yeah, I, my family had platanos fritos. I had never cooked that before. I had to, like, call my mom and be like, dude, what do I do? Because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And it was just fun, like learning through like our mistakes um and bonding over cooking um that was so much fun and like natalie was there just like as a like a bystander just looking at us suffer through cooking the platanos fritos um but yeah i feel like that's the moments that i feel like i'm always gonna remember even like after college and stuff like that it was so funny um but yeah again back to the point um i completely agree with maria that familias are something that oh no that you value that you like and like just like those moments that you create because like I remember when I, when my family familia Vapuru was doing the mole like we were all on that we were struggling but it was in the same time enjoying each other's like time like I remember um like yeah we were short in time so I needed to um do the pollo I had to like do it to pieces it was like really hot and I was like over there like struggling with my hands uh but it's okay we get it through and like I mean it was really good like <laughs> all of the foods were really good and another thing that I will never forget um part of LSU is like how we also collaborate with others in events um I would never forget the meeting that we collaborated with um TLC and like how um like we were doing games and just getting to know each other and just like laughing it was just like nice because like you get like not only do you get to meet people in LSU but in other organizations as well so yeah yeah that was really funny to <laughs> hear about your guys's uh cook story um I remember my family yeah, we did the cook thing too and I ended up burning the pot <laughs> and like I remember Daisy and Diego were just like like yelling at me like what are you doing Antonio what are you doing like I almost like burned down swig yeah it was a fu- it was really funny but it was it was one of those like like things I would like never forget just because it was like it was a valuable time right yeah. um the other thing I was gonna like point out you guys do is the gala and that was like the first time like I kind of really saw something like that on Santa Clara campus right where it was like really like dancing like people were actually dancing and yeah I mean I remember it was really fun um, I think, like, for those who don't know, like, gala is just, like, uh, like, kind of, like, I guess, like, a, 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 
prom uh like dance yeah recital. yeah something like that right um but it's 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 really fun you get to dance you get to salsa um you guys had live music which is really dope um and you guys had really good food you guys had uh, surprisingly like really good food um and that's hard to say in like most like santa clara events um so yeah thank you guys for sharing your stories um so it kind of like leads me on to like you know taking like those valuable stories, taking those valuable moments you guys had with your familia. Um, you know what do you guys think is like the significant impact that you believe your club has had on campus culture thus far? I would like to think we've been having a big impact, um, but I feel like one thing we always try to do um, to like extend extend that impact is like really be present um, at like meetings or events that um, students have with administrators whether that be just like one of us from Concilio or several of us in Concilio um, or even general members. And I feel like that's really important because really we can advocate for the needs of the students and within just, even if it's just within our club or just in general for students of color. And I feel like especially um, the students that are involved in the MCC, there has been a lot of issues um, going on between the MCC and administration. So I feel like that's something that we try to um do to kind of extend our impact and just show like ourselves as allies um to the ones that are being obviously mostly impacted by these like administration issues and stuff like that so i feel like that's something that we always try and i feel like that's have helped because obviously we do create like these um collab meetings and stuff like that and i feel like that also stems um from us being there present as allies and just helping each other out um especially i feel like when it comes to administration stuff which can be like hard to really get through to them. Um, so I feel like once they see us in like unity and like in lo- a lot of us, I feel like that might help them maybe see something that this is like something that students need and like the students like need immediately type of thing. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like you guys do a really good job of being that safe space for other people. And like, I know even like the Chappelle Lounge back when we were in person was always like kind of seen as like, you know, that homey, you know, comfort zone. So, you know, I think a lot of students can benefit, you know, especially now off like resources like that. All right. So what would you say is your mission as like your position in the club? You know, so being an executive member in the club, you know, what is your, you know, personal mission? And then, you know, after that, what do you want students to know about the club and what it has to offer? Yeah, um, I feel like I've had, like I mentioned, I've been in two um, leadership positions for LSU. Um, and I feel like I always try, um, especially after like the name change where I was like my first time being in board, I feel like we really try to promote that inclusivity and that idea of like LSU being that community, like how Natalie has been saying, not just for Latinx students, but like in general for like students of color in Santa Clara, because um, obviously we are a little small percentage. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I've, that's been my main um, like mission or goal that I've been trying to come across and just help them come in and feel like they they feel like a piece of their culture or like home is at LSU and obviously now that it's online it's a little bit different but I feel like it's really I feel like essential to really connect and have those communities um I feel like at least for me as a first generation student um and going to SEU where I was the only one from like my city and my schools who went there not knowing anybody I feel like just having that like sense of community and like sense of like a familia in your culture being present at SEU I feel like it really made me feel like I was 
uh, I was meant to be there. That was like something that like I wanted to be there, not just because of like academics and stuff like that, but just like the friendships and the bonds that you create along the way. As now part of Concilio, I try to like make it fun, like you know, like like I don't know. Sometimes like yeah, I like kind of put myself out there so everyone else like sees it and joins like during the meetings. Um, also like they're, they're like oh. There's, like, somewhere that you have to be, like, no, like, you want to be there. Um, we're not forcing you to be at LSU, and we just, like, I don't know, we just try to take the time that we have and make it into something, like, everyone enjoys. Um, just, like, have fun and just connect with others. Like, um, every time, like, for first years, like, I was the orientation leader, and, like, they said, like, you know what, like, I'm scared because... We're not going to have that experience. I won't be able to connect right away with others. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you're not alone. There's others that are feeling exactly the same way. And just like how they're feeling alone. Like, we're trying to put LSU to be that community that tells you you're not alone. Like, we're here and we're listening to you. And um, like, we're a community. Like, you can feel comfortable. We're like a second home. Like, we try to be a second home to people. I know for sure LSU has been a second home when I'm in SCU. Like, at first, I was, like, freaking out as well. Like, oh, my God. Like, how am I going to, like, do this? Like, I'm going to be alone. But then I got, like, more involved. And, like, obviously, I got into LSU. And now I'm, like, yeah, I'm supposed to be there. Like, like we're all supposed to be there. And just, like, create those memories with each other. No one will judge you. Like, we're all going through something. In Concilio, like, I just try to put as much as I can because, like, I know that it has benefited me and I want to also benefit other people. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I can say first and foremost that I think you guys have done a great job of, you know, fostering that community, fostering that um, inclusiveness around um, students. And especially for first years, I think it's so critical for, you know, them to feel that, you know, in times such unprecedented times, like it's kind of heartwarming or, you know, comforting to have like that place like LSU. So... Here at Voice of Santa Clara, uh, we like to end things on like a you know fun note. So, if you guys had the option to have dinner with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, I can go first because I've always said the same answer. I've grown up with telenovelas, um, watching them with my dad. So I have always, as long as I can remember, when I was little, I've always um, like my favorite actor, and I've been falling in love with William Levy. So he has always been the person that I'm like, dude, I really, really want to meet him. Uh, so if I could have dinner with him, oh, that's a definitely plus. <laughs> and I actually really like this question. And I'm glad that you asked that. Because um, like every time that I get asked this question, like Maria, like I always say the same thing. And I will always say like mis abuelitos, like my grandparents from my dad's side. Um, because I never got to meet them. But like everyone talks about them out of love. And, like, everyone's just, like, the great memories. And, like, I don't know. I would just, like, love to, like, have met them and, like, feel that love as well. And, like, I just look up to them. Even though I didn't meet them personally, like, I still look up to them. So that's why I would just, like, like to meet them, actually. <laughs> yeah, those are really two great answers. <laughs> um, my next question is, uh, this will be the final question as well. You know, don't even think about COVID happening, right? It's, things are back to normal. Um what is your ideal Saturday? Ooh, um, I feel like for me, my ideal Saturday, even if we are in COVID um, or not, I'm the person that um, likes to 
to sleep in. Um, and sometimes, like this quarter, I have 8 a.m. classes on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, so I, that would be my ideal Sunday, like waking up um, and like sleeping until like maybe 11 or 12 or something like that. Um, and waking up and like eating like some pancakes that my mom makes um, and just chilling for the rest of the day watching movies. That's like my ideal Saturday. Maria, but that's like so good because like even during COVID, like you can still do that. So you get to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, I would say that my ideal weekend or Saturday is just like go to the beach. I really like the beach and like seeing the sunset. Oh, like that is just something that I die for. Like I love watching it. Just like ha- like bringing in that moment listening to the waves just like being with people that I love I don't know I just like love doing that um just enjoying the moment like just all peaceful I don't know I'm just like a person of peace I guess (laughs) I really like that um yeah and I just I really like the beach so I'll say that and just like eating something that I really like I don't know like afterwards <laughs> anything that I'm craving um but yeah oh some dipping dots I love dipping dots yes I would totally get some of those what about you Antonio like what what would your ideal Saturday be I guess for me it would be kind of like a little bit of both right uh I ideally I want to wake up like as late as possible you know get that full like 12 hours of sleep um and then you know probably wake up on to a sunny day um and then, like Natalie said, go to the beach. Um, I live pretty close to the beach. I always used to do, like, bonfires with my family. Um, so, like, you know, go to the beach, um, spend the day at the beach, you know, and then, you know, do a bonfire with my family, you know, like a little carne asada, um, and, like, maybe s'mores at night. Um, and, that, you know, that would be my ideal Saturday. You know, not worried about anything. Um, yeah, that would be it. That sounds sure. amazing. <laughs> the s'mores, too? Mm. Yeah, fire, right? <laughs> but yeah um well there you have it that was the lsu latinx student union um natalie and maria thank you so much for taking the time out thank you for having us thank you again for having us um and i'm glad like you're doing this as well and i hope that everyone or like more people show up to the lsu meetings as well just to like get a little taste of it i guess <laughs> yeah definitely check out lsu i'll be at the next meeting um definitely And yeah, thank you guys so much.